Hello and welcome back to the Untriggered Parenting Podcast with me, Paula Sampson-Lawrence. Today my special guest is Carolina Brancato. Carolina is a certified parent coach and today she talks to us about the challenges of multicultural families and how those challenges can be navigated and also some of the incredible benefits that come with it. So let's dive in. So welcome Carolina to the podcast this morning and how are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm good. And I was waiting to talk with you about this topic that it's uh, very inside my heart. Yes. And you are, you are talking to us from Brazil, aren't you? Yes. I'm that- a family consultant and parent coach. I'm living in Brazil. I myself, I'm from Argentina. Multicultural families is a topic that was I was dealing with. As, yes. as raising my children in, with different cultures. Yes. So tell us basically what your family is made up of. Yeah. I, I was born and I was growing in Argentina. We speak Spanish there. Mm-hmm. And then I came to Brazil to make a two-year course, a, a master's degree. And my intention was to finish the master's degree and come back home. But during the master's degree, I met a classmate who, is, who was from Brazil, and we decided to um, uh, stay together. And when we finish, we decided to live together and get married. So the first who find a job when we finish the master will pull the other one. And he find the job first here in Brazil. So I came and stayed with him. I moved from another city, and because Brazil is a very good big country, I already find a very different culture when I moved to the city in where uh, he was living. So this was kind of a first big uh, multicultural <laughs> uh, cultural <laughs> challenge. Um, mm-hmm. And you know the the food, the the codes, the humor, everything is different, and you feel a little bit odd, and you try to preserve and and keep your cultural your your food, your uh, the way you um, celebrate things and, you know, all this tradition. But, you know, it was okay with just, you know, a couple. But then we have our first child who was born here in Brazil. And I could not speak another language to my baby. It was speaking my mother tongue. I was singing the songs that my mother was singing. Yeah. I could not do it any different. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of challenges. Uh, first of all, to find the name. <laughs> the names that <laughs> I like it, he, his father didn't like it at all. And the names he was uh, suggesting were awful to me. So <laughs> that was a, a very big, I mean, it could be funny now, but I was eight months pregnant and I didn't have the name for my baby. It, it caused uh, a little bit of anxiety to me because mm-hmm. he could be born at any moment. But then we moved to England. We stayed four years in England and there was another culture. And there in England uh, was born our daughter. So mm-hmm. her first year and when my, my son went to school was, you know, in English and was in another culture. Mm-hmm. There were very different di- uh, festivals, very different kind of foods and habits. And the children were have another songs and another place and another everything yeah um and sometimes it was challenging because it was a kind of confusing uh 
you need to spend so much energy to try to understand the other one. It's like sometimes you enjoy to go out, but then you enjoy to come back home. So yes. I enjoy to speak my own language, to do my own foods, because around all these traditions, there is a, um, a love in memory. Yeah. And it, it feels like, ah, oh, that's okay with me. You know, is this flavor, is this festival, is this arrangement, is this a, is this way to be dressed and to talk and to laugh or, or music. Mm. So everything around that make you feel like at home and you belong or when everything around you is different, it's like kind of stressing because uh, sometimes you try to fit in or laugh about things that you really don't understand because yes, they are related yes. with an actor or something that is very, very particular for that place. Mm -hmm. uh, then we come back to Brazil. The, in Brazil was born our uh, third child. Mm. And a few years later, we moved to, to Canada and we were living there. And it, because it, even if it was English again, uh, the language, um, there were very different things than in England. You know, it's another country uh, it, and, it, and it's very multicultural as well. Mm. So we found so many families from other parts of the world and in England as well. But uh, almost all of them have kind of similar challenges. And this is what I would like to tell parents. There are some mm -hmm. ways that I have been learning to diminish a little bit these challenges. They are going mm -hmm. to happen. And I think this is part of uh, a normal family life. There's always challenges. That yes. But um, something that helped me so much, it was to prepare in advance. Um, and it could have different uh, ways in uh, depend of the age of your child. When they were very, very little, I used to prepare some books with pictures of the country we are going to live or the other culture. And we were reading these books. We make these books together. Like, you know, I, I print some uh, maps or flags or languages or uh, principal foods or principal festivals. And... By, by by reading that, I make them a little bit used with that and some exciting because we were reading the books like, yeah, look at this fly, yeah. it's very different. Do you know why it's having these colors? This color represents that and that and there's that and look at this food, it could be yummy and we're mm -hmm. going to taste that. And, and by preparing when we arrive or when we face uh, something like, you know, a festival, it was not so difficult different it was yes. not so shocking somehow yeah. you know so, uh, when they were a little bit older we moved to watch videos or watching films mm -hmm. and make friends and try to keep contact with the friends we already live um, and mainly with the family and mainly with the languages this is something yes. that i would like to stress because sometimes when parents are from different country one of them stopped talking their mother tongue. Yes. And that's a little bit sad because, you know, in a multicultural uh, world that we are living, knowing another language, not also um, 
increase your your abilities and your cognitive skills but give you another tool to work or to you know to be ahead of some colleagues that doesn't have this skill yeah so i yeah. find it very very important now my oldest son is 23 and he can speak portuguese because we are living in brazil Mm-hmm. He can speak very fluent English because he went to school over there and, and he was keeping that language. And he's speaking Spanish because I was always speaking Spanish with my children at home. And when oh. we were alone, I was always keeping my mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Another very important thing is that they can keep relationship with their families and and with friends that made in another countries or are belonging from other places. So sometimes I'm going to tell something to my mother who, you know, all my family is still living in Argentina. And when I told her something that happened, she told me, she told me, ah, no, your, your daughter uh, already gave me a call. And, and she told me about that. I already know that. So she can talk with my mother, she can talk with my brothers and my sister and keep this um, relationship very close, even if we are living far away. Yes, and that's really good, isn't it? Because I I agree that is so important. That's how you keep your cultural heritage and that's how you pass it down from generation to generation. Yes, yes. And I think it comes very, very common, this kind of, uh, situation sometimes yeah. even if the two parents are from the same country from job opportunities to move you move to other places mm-hmm. and it's always nice to keep it excited even there's a lot of challenges you know sometimes I remember my my older son making um, um uh, keeping apart the, the the papers because he he needs to do um uh, write a text Mm-hmm. Or for an assignment in the school, and he said he could not do it in English. He will never uh, learn a language. He hates moving. He hates English. He hates that country. Everything. <laughs> he was so overwhelming, and, yeah, and the teachers okay. were putting a little bit of pressure. But you know, at the end of the day, as I told you, uh, now he's studying in English, and and give him the opportunity to do so many courses that he's using in his university yeah. study. He's, you know, having that skill. And there are some researches that, that prove that when you develop some uh, neural connections to learn yeah. one language, mm-hmm. you use these uh, neural connections to uh, learn other languages and, and make easier to learn new things. So it's also a development um, yeah. Oh, achievement really yeah yeah i i was especially worried because my daughter was born with down syndrome and people with down syndrome have uh some difficulties to learn other language uh, no, to learn language and to manage you know yes. speech and so she went through a speech pathologies and helped her and we were talking three languages you know was the situation wow. when she was born Mm-hmm. And I was worried that, you know, sometimes I can confuse her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But when we moved to Canada, I attended uh, a congress about Down syndrome. And there was a, a researcher who was talking that because in Canada they speak English and French as yes. official languages, they knew and they studied what happened with children that are 
bilingual or monolingual, and there was no difference at all. On the contrary, children oh. were bilingual were developing more skills than the one uh, that the ones are monolingual. The thing is that the, in the very beginning, for example, mm -hmm. like when they speak 100 words, they split these 100 words in, in several languages. So in the beginning, it may look that the vocabulary is mm -hmm. less developed than another child the same age, but, you know, over the time, all these neural connections and all these things that happen in the brain are helping them to new and learn uh, new new things. Mm -hmm. So what I want to say is that there are so many challenges, but there are some advantages. And to prevent that, as I said, the best way that you can do is prepare your children. Let's uh, try to make it as excited as we we can, you know, mm -hmm. the, the approach to a different culture. And other very important thing, and I think maybe uh, could be the most important one, is to talk and to plan uh, between the parents. Before having an approach, decide between you, both of you, how we are going to celebrate Christmas or how we are going to celebrate birthday. Are we going to celebrate this festival? And yeah. it could happen with different religions as well. There, they need to be a lot of respect and a decision because if not, it could be different expectations and intentions and that can cause a lot of challenges and sometimes deal with, you know, a big uh, disconnection. And that's mm -hmm. not very good. We, we want to uh, keep everything as smooth as possible. Um, uh, some, some, you know, points in, in religion or language or food or festivals, it makes, as I said in the beginning, uh, so close to our heart because yeah. are the memories uh, when we were children, how we were raised, and yeah. have a lot of affection uh, memories. So when that is not respect, mm -hmm. it could be so triggering. So this podcast oh. is untriggering parenting. So let's yes, try to yes. keep it as untriggered as possible. Okay. I was going to ask you, actually, um, what, was there any difference in terms of parenting? Was there anything culturally that maybe you did growing up and he did growing up that didn't quite fit together? So you had to find a new way of um, parenting together. Yeah. Well, uh, that that's something that every parent needs to sit down and discuss. Yes, you know, we, absolutely. We need to discuss a plan, how we are going to raise our children, what are the values. I find that uh, in, he was coming from a family, and, you know, everyone has a different family. Every family has a different <laughs> habits and ways to parenting. But I found that um, they were a little bit more overprotecting, uh, which it doesn't mean to be loving, but mm -hmm. I'm... I always try to give my children as much as autonomy and independence yeah. as possible to give them opportunities to live without me one day, yeah. you know. But um, I found that, you know, when something happened, he he was trying to protect and said, no, pull him or, or let's bring it here. And I was pausing a little bit and, and give them the opportunity to deal with that. Mm -hmm. uh, with my presence, you know, being there without leaving them away, but 
let them know that that's okay. Maybe you are not, uh, as I was talking with, with the, the, the writing uh, test, he was not ready to do it that he was overwhelmed, but that's okay. I'm here with you. Take a pause, but then we are going to try again. We are mm -hmm. not going, oh, okay, I'm going to talk with the teacher. You are not going to do this assignment because you are not ready so much for you now. You know, uh, I was pushing them a little bit. Mm. And sometimes he, uh, my, his father said that I was a little bit hard. Mm. But, you know, over the time, I, I found that I gave them that skills. Yes. And they were a little bit more hard in England, I find, you know, sometimes <laughs> when he was in the kindergarten and was uh, crying, the teacher was say, why are you crying? Stop crying. But, you know, in, in South America, we go, we give it a hug and we yes. stay, you know, a little bit close. And so we, we face all these challenges. And mm -hmm. yeah, this, this like overprotection or, or trying to keep them away of frustration or all these kind of things, uh, was a, a big different and a big challenging uh, yeah. for us as, as a couple. And you also mentioned you're a parent coach, aren't you? So at what stage or what country were you even in when you started um, moving into that space? Well, one, one of the reasons to become a parent coach and study always uh, child development and mm -hmm. how can I be the best mom I could, it was because I raised my children far from my family. So without my references, without my parents, without my brothers, my my cousin. So I need to find my own model through all these cultures and all these things. Yes, yes. And so I was trying to empower myself with knowledge and with tools and strategies. So when we, I already have my, my third baby. When I get pregnant for my third baby, I start the course mm -hmm. and I was becoming a parent coach and a holistic family consultant just to find tools for myself. Yes. But then I realized that it was accumulating so much experience with my daughter uh, with Down syndrome and other families who have uh, children with disabilities or special needs and with multicultural families and moving and all these things. I said, well, I, I have something maybe to make other parents a little bit easier uh, mm -hmm. these kind of challenges or situations. So I start to work as, as a family consultant and as a, as a parent coach, trying to, uh, not give my experience because I, I hardly believe that there's no recipes. Every mm -hmm. family is absolutely different. Every, I mean, I was not the same mother when my first child was born that when my third child was born. Yes. It's a different, different mom. Yes. Uh, and so there's no no recipe and things that or strategies that work with that one child doesn't work with the other one, even if same mom, same dad, same house, but you know, everyone is unique. Mm -hmm. But there's ways that help me and I find in the in the research that help everyone to slow down and to smooth and to put some kind of humor when, yes, yeah. when times get rough. And in that way um, keep the harmony of the family and make these challenges less stress for everyone. Yeah, oh, that's really good. And do you feel like you're settled 
now in Brazil or do you think that you know <laughs> you might sort of explore more different countries um I think I'm settled but my heart always belonged to my mother uh, yes. uh country and yeah. I miss so much as I'm, I'm getting uh, more mature or older <laughs> as you want to say I miss so so much uh, my country and I used to listen so much to Argentinian music and keep my my habits and my culture a little bit more stronger as as the year passed by mm-hmm. because it's like you always feel a little bit odd. <laughs> yes, you always, yeah. you're, you're never going to understand completely, you know, with something, the very big, the very first um, tones of the music start here. Everyone said, ah, oh, you know, they recognize the music and they they feel something that I'm not feeling. I I may know yeah. even the music, but it's not, you know, make me any, any movement in my heart. But when mm-hmm. I find, when I listen to the first notes of uh, an Argentinian music or when I smell something that it reminds me my country, it's it's so close to my uh, loving memories. Uh, so there's, even if I can say that I'm settled and I'm working here and I have friends and, you know, I'm very close to uh, my husband's family, I'm still missing yes the smell and the yeah. food and the festival of, of my my country. And just to finish and, 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 and give you an example, yesterday was Mother's Day in Argentina. Mm-hmm. My oh, whole okay. family was all together and yeah. having a meal together, and here was not. And I realized how much the merchandising and everything makes you feel something because it was so quiet here. Nobody was mm. talking about that. Nobody was <laughs> sending cars and... I was feeling like it's Mother's Day, you know, it's one of the most important day of the year for me because, you know, I love to be a mom. It was my dream. And I was feeling like, oh, nobody's, nobody's saying, uh, telling me anything or congratulate. I, it was only by WhatsApp, by my friends or my family. Yeah. And when is Mother's Day here? Is not there. So I, I always call my mother, say, Happy Mother's Day. I know it's not there, but you know, you are my mother. Everyone is remembering their mothers. And I need to say you congratulations and thank you yeah. for everything you have been doing for me, blah, blah, blah. So these kind of things still make me feel like mm, it doesn't completely belong here. Yeah, um, but, yeah. you know, that that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And for your children, do they feel like this is home? Is Brazil home for them? Uh, the 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 oldest the the oldest one that was um, going to school and living more, you know, the cultural from the, the other countries. Um, he feel like home, but he always said that he would like to live abroad. Okay, he heritage yeah. this this willing to to live in different cultures and. I think in part was because I was trying to make it as excited as possible even yes. with all these challenges and, you know, yeah. leaving France or moving or or some bullying that, you know, he was facing at, at some point in the schools or they were laughing at him because he was not speaking mm. properly or not was understanding. Yeah. Properly. You know, it was, there were very rough times, uh, I must say. Yeah. But he had this, this curiosity to, mm-hmm. to live or to work abroad. Uh, my daughter, I think, 
um, she she consider home whenever I am or some family members yes, are yeah. because she's so close to families and relationship. And my youngest, he's 16 now. Uh, I think he's the one who feel more Brazilian. Mm-hmm. He, I, I guess, I don't know, you know, because <laughs> it's always open. They might surprise me, but I guess he will feel more comfortable here. Yeah. Uh-huh. He spent, I think it related with, with the personality and the time they were spending, uh, the timing where they're making the most close relation friendships. Mm-hmm. Ah, so it might look like that at this point, but yeah. we never know. Yeah. Have, you, have your kids been to Argentina yet? Or Yes, yes. They yes, have, we, excellent. We, yeah. That's another thing. If possible, keep traveling and keep contact with the different cultures. It, it makes yes. it more, more, more fun. And in terms of what you learned when you were training as a parent coach, um, what culture do you think was more sort of open to that and which culture was more opposite to how you were parenting your children? I think um, the Argentinian culture was the the little bit more close to parenting with being loving but putting boundaries at the same time and talking with respect and apologize and repair uh when you know we mess up because we all lose our temper even if we are yes. training as as parent coaches uh we lose it sometimes and it's uh, as it's very important to repair and and start all over again and put their relationship first rather mm. than the behavior so I find it more close to the way I was raised. Um, but as I told you, I find, you know, very, very loving German moms. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it looks like in Germany they are more uh, cold or they put more distance. And I find very, very rough South American moms. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it, it really depends on the way you was raised. Yes. In the in the wish that you have to make the most to be a conscious parent and and don't traumatize and don't um, disconnect from your yeah. children, mm-hmm. it depends of the the intentions you put. To I, I correct so many things, uh, even if I think I was uh, raising a in a loving family, uh, I correct somehow some patterns that were not nice for me yeah Uh of course yeah and before you go um where can people you know find out more about you connect with you or sort of get in contact with you ah yes well i'm working with jules royal and we found a parent enhancement program uh Mm -hmm. website and we have an instagram we also have um a podcast the podcast yeah. is called Get to the Root of Trauma and you have been there with us. It was yes. so nice. <laughs> uh, so this is the place and where people can find us. Well, thank you so much, Carolina. That was um, really fascinating and interesting. And Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be in here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to connect further with Carolina, I'll leave her links 
and her contact information in the show notes and as always if no one has told you today you're doing a great job and i'm proud of you and i'll see you next time